Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Luca Nation, we got a loaded episode for you guys today. So uh, we have a week full of guests, chock full of guests that I know you guys are going to absolutely love. So I'm going to leave that as a cliffhanger, let you guys experience them for yourselves. I'm so excited for that. We're also kind of in between NBA Top Shot releases. So uh, Cage is in the waiting room. He's excited. I've got a fire. Not a waiting room yet. Who knows they're even gonna have a waiting room? Who knows what they're gonna do? You're in the waiting room of the waiting room. You're the pre-waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting to get in a waiting room, the wait room. But listen, we won't make this top shot episode, but I will tell you this, right? I'm on the Discord. Right. And every day I wake up and I'm like, ah, should I just sell all my top shot stuff? What I mean, you know, should I just get out and just take my money and run and just leave? And then they try to do a drop where there's going to be 50,000 packs, where there should be enough for everybody, right? I mean, I don't think there's 50,000 total users on all of Discord, right? There'd be 50,000 packs to drop today. Everybody should get one. It's like, you know, the everlasting gobstopper here, you know? Everyone will get one, and one is enough for everybody. But the thing crashes because there's just so many people trying to get on. And then the Discord is literally, like, broken. You can't even, you can't even read... The messages they're coming in so fast because people are not people happy. want to get on, people are not happy, people want to get their packs. But at the root of that, think about that. What that means, you're gonna hear a lot of supply and demand, right? There clearly is a demand, right? There is a rabid demand. So I see this and I'm like, yeah, would it be great if if everything went off without a hitch? And, uh, you know, I got a pack and I was able to pay $14 and I got $25 worth of stuff in it. That would be fantastic. I'll be thrilled. I'll be happy. I keep playing this game, the slot machine of Top Shot. Um, am, I, am I even happier now, though, that it didn't work? Because you have all of these hobgoblins coming out of the woodwork now to complain. It just shows you how much demand, crazy demand there is for this product. Yeah, that makes me happy, too. And it'll allow me to go to sleep again tonight saying I'm not selling I'm not leaving. Cage. I'm doing my, my Jordan Belfort. <laughs> I'm not leaving. <laughs> uh, Jordan, the, or Jordan, the producer, edit that in into this clip. But Twitter is just as bad, Cage. People are, uh, it's a mutiny. It's a mutiny. And thank God for gifts. You know, do you know what a gif is, Cage? Do you use that? Yeah, I, um, sometimes I use peanut pan. But I like that. That uh, I like other brands of peanut butter, too. Like Jif, that's a good one, too. The Jif Crunchy, it's a good peanut butter also. All right, all right. <laughs> that's not Ooh. what you meant, Jif? Jif, I did. That's exactly what I meant. No, the GIFs on Twitter are hilarious. Uh, what do you got for us? I have something a little sentimental because uh, you know I flew home for a funeral. So I just wanted to kind of jump on here and share, you know, Cage. What funeral did you go to? Did you go for the funeral that Vegas Dave was putting on for the hobby? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I did. Uh, Gary Vee was there. Lefko was there. All the, all the best players were there. They're laughing in Vegas Dave's face. No, I went to a, a family friend and, you know, I called Cage last night or he called me and I, I said, you know, after going to funerals, I always leave inspired, you know, because I think when you go to a funeral, you get to see, you know, how somebody lived. And at this funeral, there were so many people. There were so many people there. And the one kind of resounding theme was, the person that passed away, she was a lady, she died of cancers, how she made other people feel, you know, she made life about others and not herself. Uh, and it's interesting when, you know, funerals are such a, such an interesting concept, you know, we go and we celebrate someone's life and 
Some people look at it as really sad. Some people are inspired. Other people have, you you go to a funeral, everyone has their own kind of perception uh, and their own takeaway from it. But mine is, man, you know, if you live a life full of service, if you live a life helping others, putting a smile on other people's face, uh, that's that's a fulfilled life. And it was cool to see how the legacy that this lady left and it it inspired me to come back, uh, work harder, but I was also incredibly proud of what we're building here. Uh, because you know, when you go to a funeral, I think at least I do this, you take an inventory of your life. You take an inventory of where I'm at, uh, where I want to be, where I want my family to be. Uh, and I'm incredibly proud. I'm incredibly proud of you cage. I'm incredibly proud of Jordan, our producer, Gavin, who helps us a ton with TikTok. So, I hope that we continue to add value to you guys out there. We, I hope that, you know, when you guys DM us questions, should I buy this card? Should I sell this card? Is this worth grading? Uh, I hope that we're able to be a, a bright spot in your guys' life. And, and I, I promise you, this is just the beginning. And we'll keep working extremely hard uh, to really, really deliver for our community. So I know that's a little bit kind of heady in the clouds cage, but, you know, we get these experiences and, it's really hard to share. I don't always have the right words, but I hope you guys out there pick up on my intention and why I came on and uh, shared that. Anything to say, Cage? I know that's not our typical episode and I know that it's not always what you like to hear, but anything you wanna add, you wanna get right into our plays, you wanna preview our week, uh, you wanna talk about, you know, that I think there was the Arena Football League, Johnny Manziel's back. Uh, that's the thing we're going to go with i was just throwing out options i was just throwing out options i want to ask you something actually fine i'll 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 rock with this listen i gotta tell you that it's okay when you get a little sentimental that's fine it's okay it's i mean every once in a while you got to do that you got to take stock in your life you know when i when i when i go to funerals i come back and i take stock in my collection and i say look at (laughs) look at what i've done with my life i have a nice collection of cards yeah, there's kids involved too, and that's nice. And you know, I got I got a house, and you know, I've done some stuff. But you know, I really like my Babe Ruth cards, and you know, I say to myself, you know, I don't really have that much longer to go. Maybe I should upgrade this PSA four to a PSA five. And you go from uh, you know from taking stock to setting goals. So what kind of goals you set for yourself, man? That's the important thing. What'd you do? What, go- what, what's go- your goal? goals or intentions? Both, either one. I'll take. I know you're going to tell me why they're different. Okay. Well, I want to have a hundred thousand dollars in uh, my card collection by end of the year. My goal last year <laughs> was thirty k. My goal, la- you say that, but dude, you don't don't forget. I started last year with zero. My goal yeah. last year was to have thirty k in, in in assets. It's so funny. I, I never thought of myself as a conservative guy. I guess we are in an extremely bull market. So like $30,000 is like laughable when other people have probably made 500K last year. But I'm a conservative guy. And so like last year, my goal was to end the year with at least 30K. You could blow through that number. I think I finished closer to 50, but 30K in liquid assets. This year, I wanted to have 100K. You think I should set bigger goals? No, but that's, you know, that's one or two or three or four good moves, you know, just like you say. Right. It's, 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 you know, it's make a 10% here, make a 10% there and, you know, and, and making a couple of good moves, taking your profit and, and rolling that profit into something else. So I, I, I sometimes think when you set like too lavish of goals and I've, I've ran into this experience before in my life, 
you you tend to take uh, unnecessary risks, right? So like to make a million a year in the in this year on cards, it sounds great and all, but your your game plan changes, and I think you take you go from being conservative to taking really aggressive risks that in a bull market might pay off, but if things turn just slightly the other way, you could lose it all too. Like I think we sometimes don't talk about risk. We just talk about reward, right? I want to reward myself with a million dollar collection, right? But are you doing that by taking unnecessary huge risks? Uh, so for me, I wanted to end this year with 100K in uh, assets for sports cards. And I wanted to be self-sufficient. So that means that I'm able to day trade and understand how the stock market moves self-sufficient without the help of you know the mentors and the teachers that I'm working with. So those were my two goals by the end of the year. Uh, I also want to stay in Mexico till the end of the year. Uh, our, my goal is to build this, continue building this podcast, but that's an intention. Build this community, serve people, help people. Uh, so what about you, Cage? Right now, my only goal is to try to get a cool cat pack. You, you are a cool cat. I am a cool cat. I just want to get one of these packs, man. I want to get a pack. I'm very upset right now. Had my whole day planned around, you know, getting one of these packs. Wasn't going to be doing an episode. And then they delay it. And, you know, I, I, I'm preoccupied. I'm like, uh, um, I am like a, uh, I'm like a Below cat chasing after, I'm like a cat chasing after a laser pointer over here. Well, Top Shot should take after us. We sold out our Marvel break in record time. It was one second. We literally sold out our Marvel break in Record time, Cage. You want to talk, you you want to talk about the Marvel break at all? You had yeah, your, your whole day planned around the Top Shot, but not the Marvel. We're gonna do. We're gonna definitely do it at eight o'clock tonight. You know, if you know, if, if you happen to be one of the people who listens to this right when we uh, when we drop it, you know, get on over to our Instagram live. We're gonna be doing a you know a box of nineteen ninety Marvel, um, you know, Impul. I think was the name of the company that did it, and. I got some bonus cards, got some extra cards. You know, I've opened a few of these boxes myself already. So, um, you know, if you happen to be somebody who bought one or two packs, and you don't get anything good. I got some extras. I got some, you know, some Punisher and some Captain America and some, you know, some Avengers cards, uh, just extras to throw in there and say, all right, you know what? If you got a dud of a pack, we got you. And we'll see if it's a success. Maybe we'll do another one or maybe we'll do something else. Um, you know, a different kind. The breaking we've done breaks a couple times. Just another one of those fun things to do. The you know, if you if you add up what we're breaking this box at total, you can't get a box for that price on eBay. So that's part of the fun, part of the value we bring to uh, you know to the crew. And um, you know, it, it definitely should be fun. I'm hoping that you know we'll talk about it during the during the break. But I've broken a couple of these boxes already myself. Some of them are really good. Some of them the cards are off center. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, we open up the first pack and the cards look really nice because that means, you know, the people who got in this break um, are going to be able to get some cards that are probably gradable. Um, and the PSA 10s on these, they sell for a lot of money. Also, I have broken quite a few boxes and I've gotten a couple of boxes with one hollow um, and one box I had had four hollows in it. So that's another thing I'm um, interested to see, um, you know, when it comes to... Um, you know, the box, how many hollows are we going to get in there? Cause it's random. It's a completely random thing. Most boxes have one, but like I said, I've, I've seen more. So, What's the price card in that box? The hollows are the chase, right? They're, that's one of the first like chase cards, right? So the hollows, but the tough part about the hollows is because now the chase is different, right? Cause everybody wants a PSA 10. Even 
opening up a sealed box and getting a hollow, a PSA 10 of those hollows, that's a tough, that's a tough ask because they are, you know, they're, most of them come out off centered. Um, you know, they're just not, they're just, they're, they were not done really, really well. If you take a look at the ones that are on, on eBay, not only the ones that didn't that have come out of packs a long time ago, they're scratched up like crazy. You'll see during the break, we'll pull one or whatever. Um, and uh, that would be the prize. Like if you were able to pull a real nice centered um, hollow, I mean, you're talking about thousands of dollars there. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so that's, that would be definitely what you're, what you're looking for. And, and the one you'd want is the Spider-Man one of the hollows. Wolverine's pretty cool too, but Spider-Man would be the hollow. And the same thing, you know, as far as the cards go, uh, the base card, Stan Lee at a PSA 10 is huge, thousands of bucks. Um, in all the boxes that I've opened, I have not gotten a centered one. So that makes it tough also. Um, so that one, Black Panther is a big one. There's Iron Man, there's Captain America, Thor. Um, you know, there's different Spider-Mans, cosmic Spider-Man. There's a Spider-Man wearing a black Spider-Man suit, kind of like in the last movie. Um, that was a cool one too. So there's a lot of cool cards to chase. Take out rookies. Hey, you are know? you going to break on Instagram live? Yeah, I'll do Instagram live tonight at eight o'clock. Love it. Yeah. And we posted to our story. So if you guys uh, are looking for details, uh, have any questions, if Maybe we'll do one again sometime. Uh, so all the information's on our post and on our story. Uh, Cage. Yep. So you don't miss out on the cool pack. Cool cat. Cool <laughs> I'm going to miss out anyway. Somehow I'm going to miss out anyway, but I don't care. Just, I mean, listen, guys, you, you will have somebody from uh, Top Shot on soon enough because that's just the way we, we roll. I talk about it enough. We might as well get go to the source, right? Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm having fun with it. You know, whether or not I get one of these packs today or, or whatnot, you know, it's been a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun doing it. And it clearly is demand, um, you know, for, for what they're doing. Um, so I like it, but yeah. So you got, you got to play for today, my friend. I do. And guys, I don't mean to, you know, when I come on here, you know, I don't always articulate exactly, you know, how I want to say things perfectly, but I think what's been amazing about our community is you guys really, you guys give me a, you guys give me a lot of grace. You know, you try to, you give me the benefit of the doubt and you allow me to speak my mind. And then if there's things that you want me to elaborate on, you DM me. So I, I love that. And I, I think it's important to understand that the, I don't think that the hobby bubble is going to burst. I don't think that we're anywhere near slowing down, but I do think that there needs to be a level of skepticism and conservatism that's applied to these rising prices that are just astronomical. But my play today, I'm really excited for this play. And actually, Cage, this is my favorite Kobe rookie card. I, I know I change that all the time. And I just, it's my favorite because it's got the American flag in the background. It's Kobe with his tongue out, aggressive, ferocious in his eyes, the spalding ball right by his head. Do you know what the card I'm talking about is? Nope. What is it? Do you know the card that he autographed uh, by pen? And he, like you know, you know, board. That's exactly right. Uh, and I'm not telling you to buy the auto. The where, and I love autos where they the player kind of numbers the card on his own, like 46 out of 99. He writes it on the card. For me, I think that has so much appeal. But I'm talking about the, actually the base one. So a lot of people have been reaching out. You know, what's another Kobe card to play? You know, I want to buy a Kobe card. I want it for my personal collection. 
And I think the scoreboard uh, card number 15, it's called 1996 scoreboard autographed, even if it's not autographed, ironically, basketball number 15, Kobe Bryant rookie card. So I think that's a card that you can get a very good deal on. And if you grade it, you're going to be in profit if it hits a PSA 8, 9, or 10. Cage, it's um, card number 15, like I said, 1996 scoreboard. It's got an awesome picture on the front. And it actually retails, Cage, for like 35, 40 bucks. Some are a little bit higher. You know how older cards, you know, based on the condition, you know, if, if, if the comps are right around 40, some of the PSA 10 with a question mark listings might be 75. Mm-hmm. But even if that's the case, the PSA 10 sell for 900 bucks. The PSA 9 sell for about 250 to 200. PSA 8s are over 100. So you've got a lot of margin for error with this card. And I think it's a super card, super cool card to add to your collection. Uh, so I highly recommend it. I have one in my collection. Got a PSA 9, not a PSA 10. Uh, but I think it's a card that people didn't grade as much recently. And I think you have a, a real shot at it. And don't forget, you could throw this into a, a bulk sub for 15 bucks grading fee because it's an older card. Uh, and, and add a Kobe to your collection that won't break the bank. And that's what I want to do here. I want to bring you guys low risk, high reward plays. I like it. I like it. Low risk and high reward is the way to go. So here's, here's my, um, my play for the day, I guess, is the way to, uh, is the way to say it. Right. So, so I'm learning a lot in the hobby recently. Um, I'm learning it in, in all different types. I'm learning it in, um, in our basketball cards, you know, the modern versus, uh, versus goats. I'm learning it in, in just overall card purchases. I'm learning it in, 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 in hell, I'm learning it in top shot, right? You know, I'm learning it in, in where are people chasing? What are people putting their money into? Right. And if you, even, even top shot, what you're noticing is, you know, people who, who sell a couple of packs, you know, they, they, they open up a couple of things, you know what they do? They're, they're chasing LeBron. They're trying to get themselves a LeBron card or a Durant card or, or whatever it is. And, you know, we've had a couple of episodes and a lot of conversations uh, about this recently, but basically it's um, goats, right? It's, it's, that's where the money flows, right? It's, it's, you can't really get hurt buying those goats. That's why I don't have a problem with you, um, you know, talking about Kobe all the time, right? Because, putting your money in Kobe is a pretty safe place to put it. I don't mind, uh, you know, Kobe play every day almost, especially because there are just so many ways to play it. So what I've noticed recently, and, you know, I'm going to go to baseball, right? Because what I've noticed recently, you know, yesterday I put a, a picture up on my own, on my personal Instagram account of my baseball collection. And I don't take them out that often, but, you know, I think David Peck put out some wrestling cards and, you know, baseball is about to start up. So I was like, all right, let me take these out and we'll take a picture of them. You know, a little bit of a Yankee bias, obviously, because I'm, I'm here in New York. And uh, I started looking up some of the prices on some of these cards. And I'm like, wow, you know, these cards, have, they've, they've appreciated the same way that, you know, some of the basketball cards have appreciated. And some of them way more than, you know, than I thought they would have, you know, modern stuff, cheater stuff. Um, and I started to think to myself, all right, there are some cards that I don't have. There's a card that I always wanted. Um it's who I consider the best pitcher of my time. 
Um, I was a little young when Nolan Ryan was dominant. I mean, he started pitching in the 60s. So I wasn't even alive. I, I was there for the end of his career, saw his last couple of no-hitters, and, you know, he was a dominant pitcher. But there was one pitcher who, you know, stood above all of the other pitchers, um, you know, basically when I was growing up and, you know, was a formative, uh, you know, my formative baseball years. And it was Roger Clemens. And there was a card that I, I wanted to buy and always thought was just too expensive when I started, uh, you know, coming back into the hobby again. I was like, I got to get this. Um, he's got an 85 Tops Tiffany version of his rookie card. Um, and there are less than 50 of them in PSA 10. And this will be the next card that's, you know, that, that that's put up there in the quote unquote baseball goats. Um, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be a half a million dollars like Kobe's refractor card. Um, and it probably won't go as high as like, you know, the Jerry Rice, the Joe Montana that have similar pops. This one has less, um, especially because of the, you know, the checkered past of Clemens with the, uh, you know, the steroids and whatnot. But I looked at the card and I'm like, all right, there are none on eBay right now in PSA 10 because there's only 40 something of them in existence anyway. And the last few have sold for five figures. So I'm like, all right, this is one of those cards where if somebody wants to get into Clemens now, they probably can't, they can't get that card. And, you know, if you can, and you want to chase that card, you're going to be paying a ton of money. So I, I think to myself, all right, Clemens is somebody who a blue chip collector is going to want to get in their collection. A fund is going to want to get into their fund. Um, you know, people are going to want Clemens, but they're not going to get this card. So sure, they can go PSA 9, but what is another way of getting Clemens into your, into your fund, into your, you know, into your collection? And there's a card out there that I happen to like better than that Topps Tiffany because I consider it a real rookie. Some would say an XRC. Um, you know, you guys know what that is. Look at Mahomes' select card. Look at the Topps Finest 2012 for LeBron. You're fully familiar with XRCs of GOATs. They usually don't have the same value as that first Prism or Topps Chrome card. And in this case, it's not going to be as valuable as the 2005 Topps Tiffany. But the pop is still about 500 on this card. Um, and I will tell you, growing up, um, collecting in the 80s, it was only your rich friends who had this set. The 1984 FLIR update set. Okay, It was, a, it was like a traded set. You know how Topps does an update set now where people are traded and rookies come up? Well, it used to be Topps traded. FLIR had update. Tops kind of stole that from Fleer in the 80s. Fleer did an update set, okay? The 84 Fleer update set, Fleer beat Tops to three huge rookies in the same set. That's what made this set this, this I think, you know, 84, I mean, 83 was pretty awesome too, but I think 84 was the year that put Don, Don Russ and Fleer ahead of Tops. Their base sets were better. Uh, people wanted the, the Mattingly in 84 better, but it, 84 update set, they scooped tops to three major rookies, one Doc Gooden, two Kirby Puckett, and three Roger Clemens. So while Clemens' tops rookie is 1985, he has a 1984 card in that Fleer update set, all right? And the PSA 10 on that card, the last couple have sold for, you know, four figures, but like 1,000 and change, 2,000, and there are still some available on eBay now. That would be a card I'd look at if I were – you know, I, I happen to just sell, you know, some modern basketball and I got, you know, $1,500 or $2,000 or, or $2,500 in a 10. It's definitely one that I think in a nine is a huge come up. It's something you can get for a couple hundred bucks. And it's one that's going to add up. If you like Puckett, it's even cheaper. I think Clemens is the way to go. Clemens, I believe Clemens and Bonds get in the Hall of Fame next year. Um, you know, 
obviously, if you're one of the folks that falls on the side of, you know, those are cheaters, they suck, they should never get in, they shouldn't be mentioned as goats, well, this is not a play for you. Um, I happen to think that that drug use, illegal drug use, has been, you know, a part of baseball as much as Cracker Jacks have been for the better part of a century, if not more. Uh, now it's just in the form of steroids. I'm not going to go as far as our guest, Mr. Bischoff, last week, who, you know, basically said, go ahead and use whatever you want. Um, I'm paraphrasing. He didn't actually say that. But, uh, <laughs> but, but you know, I mean, you know, ultimately, Roger Clemens is one of the greatest to ever pitch in the game. Mark McGuire is mm-hmm. one of the greatest to ever hit. Barry Bonds was one of the greatest ever. And, you know, I think they would still be the greats had you taken steroids off the table. Um, anyway, if you happen to find the top Tiffany one and you want to part with the $15,000, $20,000 that it's going to cost to get that, I think it's a great buy. I'm, I'm looking for one myself. Um but if you want the one that I think people are going to chase because they can't find that Tiffany, the 84 Fleet Update is a really cool set. Um, they do come up. They're available for auction. You can find them. And I think if you're looking to add, you know, one of the quote-unquote goats, one of the pitching goats from the last generation, Roger Clemens, this is the way to go. I love it. KJ, I have two questions, and then we'll sure. wrap because we need to get to this. Top shot, cool cats release. Whatever Nothing's happened doing still. Hasn't, haven't done anything. Whatever <laughs> happened to Fleer? Fleer, was, Fleer, in my opinion, is one of the coolest brands of cards. And I, I love their designs. I love how, like, they're kind of simple looking, but they're also elegant. What happened to Fleer? You know, honestly, I don't I don't honestly know what happened to Fleer. I mean, they were, you know, they were making, uh, you know, they're making cards, you know, in the LeBron era. And I think basically a year or two after that, they were done, right? Um they stopped making trade cards in 2005. Um, I think, I think Upper Deck owns their name. Hmm. Um, I think Upper Deck won their name and um, and that kind of stuff. So I think Upper Deck owns Fleer. I haven't seen you know too much stuff uh, come out. I think you know um, you know Fleer had metal. Fleer had some really cool stuff. Um, but I'm pretty sure that um, that Upper Deck owns their trade name but yeah i mean uh, honestly i don't know what happened i had no idea i mean they made yeah when you were a kid did you ever chew double bubble baseball gun you know the, yep. the yellow and blue that was clear mm-hmm. and i think they bought skybox and that might have been part of the problem i think i think they bought the skybox company and then maybe they got over leveraged honestly i'd have to look it up um to see but i know they bought no skybox problem. and uh but i'm pretty sure yeah oh five was the end of it for them which um you know they went bankrupt and that was it i would love to so, see some of those iconic brands come back out you know me too second question but this might not necessarily apply to this card because this card you could but it's the bgs black label kobe top scrum refractor the one that's in golden and, that's about the yes. two of them in the world that's right but here's the thing cage would you pay two four six x for a black label so i would tell you what i would do right i would i would i would instead buy four tens psa tens and i would if i were the rich person who's going to spend seven figures on that (laughs) that that bgs 10 what's it up to 800 grand 900 grand already and the auction shouldn't even have started yet um and I would I would drive them in, fly them in on my private jet to PSA and say, hey, here's here's five of the nicest PSA tens in the world. I'd fly them into BGS myself. And I'd say, hey, I think one of these at least is a is a BGS 10. I think one of them is a black hmm. label. Let's go. 
and I gamble that way. I wouldn't, you know, I mean, because because there are. What's funny about it is, yes, there are. You know, there are only two black labels, but ninety percent of the PSA tens out there haven't been sent to BGS to black label them, and I'm sure there are other ones that would qualify. So to me, while it's great and and we're all about scarcity and we're all about supply and demand, um, I wouldn't be paying four times. Sure, I pay a premium. I pay a premium for a ten. I'd pay an even more premium for a a, a black label ten. But uh, I'm not that guy. I'm not the one that's going to sit at the table and say, here's my, my, oh, I see your PSA 10 and I raise you. Here's a black label BGS 10. That's right. just not, it's not me. And also there's two things to this, right? A BGS uh, black label 10, it doesn't have liquidity. So it's really hard to know when a market takes a dive or whatever you want to call it, pull back. What is that card really worth? And second, you're at the mercy of a company who's completely, completely underperformed in the last 12 to 14 months. That Wouldn't that make you a little bit nervous? Like here you have PSA that has just a track record of success. It's growing uh, exponentially. And then you have BGS who's kind of a uh, drop in the ball. Wouldn't you be nervous holding that card because you know you have a beautiful card, but at the same time, any moment, let's say BGS files for bankruptcy, what happens? Does it still yeah, have man. the value? It's definitely an interesting, an interesting conversation. I, I, I wish, I wish I had an answer for you on it, but I'm not a, I'm not a BGS. I'm just, I'm not a BGS person. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not my, it's not my thing. I did collect, um, you know, I did, I did grade with BGS. That's not something, like I said, I would pay a huge premium for. Um, it's just, it's just not. Um, so I wouldn't be nervous though that, Hey, you know, BGS is going to go defunct. I mean, I, I don't think that's what happens. They have more cards, you know, inventory than they know what to do with right now. I don't think they're worried about going defunct. I think they're worried about, you know, how they're going to spend all the money they're making. Um, so I, I don't think, I don't think it happens. I think before that happens, the Nat, Nat Turner Jr. or whatever his name is, uh, you know, comes in and buys the, the thing and makes a legitimate competitor, you know? Um, you know, that space is, I don't think Beckett grading is going anywhere. Well, that's the thing, Cage. When I say bankrupt, what I mean by it is they're obviously not spending the money. They're not spending the money on their website to improve the user interface, not spending the money to hire more employers. They're pocketing the money, as they should. Like, I don't know if you've ever been a part of a small business. A small business has that option. It's a private company. It's an owner. The owner has a family, and he could take as much home as he wants, or he can reinvest. I don't think they're spending that money. I think they're just, I think the owners and the board is pocketing that money because they're like, look at this. We've waited 20 years and now we could raise prices. Demand is at an all time high. We're just going to be living large and our company's set up. So I, I don't think they're reinvesting it. I just think they're prof they're pocketing it and living, living large. But I, I think that plays itself out in the world of business. Well, I mean, you may be right. I, I, my deal is I don't think that there's going to be any issue at all with any of the grading companies, at least not around right now. I mean, are they taking their money out? I'll never know. Um, I just wish some of the cards would come back. And, and, and by the way, here's a, here's a fun one. Um, I will tell you, just as an update to people who stayed on for the full 35 minutes of this rambling episode here, and hopefully you're a Clemens fan. Um, I, yesterday I was clicking around in my PSA account and um, I have, I have one, um, I have one, um, 
one one uh, PSA, um, Pokemon one. Excuse me, guys. Pokemon one that is I sent in in June. It was the second quarter twenty twenty uh, quarterly special. So 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 think about that. In six weeks, PSA will roll out their second quarter quarterly special for the next year. And my stuff is still in research and idea. And it's a minimal 28 card. I just sent them in for Ian, you know, some modern Pokemon cards, nothing nuts at all. And it's sitting in research and ID. So I haven't really, you know, I haven't really done anything, right? I've, I've just, I haven't checked anything. Um, so I, um, I'm looking at, I'm looking at, I click on the next one up, which is one that I sent in in August. And it, according to PSA, they logged it in in October, Right, I sent it in August. It's all baseball cards. It's all stuff that I opened from Tops when Tops released last year. A bunch of like like Kyle Lewis and that kind of stuff, you know, where I was buying the raw cards and and sending them in. That hit grading yesterday. So I'm like, hey now, now that's, that's a good feeling. That's a good feeling. Anything. Remember, they 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 could just have it sit in grading for the next eight months. That doesn't mean anything either. But but yeah, it's it's nice to see at least something happened Movement. because i have i have eight orders from the last eight months that are all just sitting in research and id some of them i sent in september that finally got logged in as received by psa in january from, from when i mailed them in september so so that's a you know that's an interesting thing so i guess the you know the the the, the summary on that is relax everybody take a breath these grading card companies are not going anywhere. They got a lot of cards. They're grading a lot of cards. And you will get your cards back. But, you know, take it easy. <laughs> be patient. Be patient with the PSA. And, you know, when, when it comes back, you'll have plenty of money because that's what's going to happen. PSA magic. But, yes, I was excited yesterday. I was like, wow, look at this. I got, I got my, I got my, uh, something's moved to grading. It was like such a great <laughs> feeling, you know? It is, brother. There you guys have it. Join us tonight, 8 p.m. Cage is going to be breaking Marvel boxes. So, Dude, are you going to be topless to, for the break, too? Are you going to jump on and I'll let you in live? Are you going to be topless for all the Marvel lady fans out there? No, you can't be topless, pal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're I just got back to Mexico, brother. Yeah, man. Listen, if I was if I if I if I just flew into Mexico, I'd take my shirt off too. It would be a lot of fun. It would scare all the ladies off the beach. But you know, this is how I roll. Free Willy. That, that's that's my goal. My goal for you is to get scare the ladies in, off the beach. That's an easy goal. Yes. It happens every time. <laughs> Love you, Luke Nation. <laughs> Later, everybody. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.